Today, in another episode of Insight, belonging to the CERN miniseries, Professor Marumi Kado, the deputy spokesperson of ATLAS, and also the newly named director of the Max Planck Institute for Physics, speaks with admirable honesty about his successful world line in physics. Tune in, and I guarantee you that if you didn't want to go to CERN before, you will now. You're listening to Insight, the University of St. Andrews Physics Society's podcast. I'm your host, Veronika Sedlákova. Join us as we journey through the lives of academics, discovering their passions, inspiration and motivation. Today's interview is with Professor Marumi Kido. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I will go straight to the first question. Could you please tell us what is your current position here in CERN and what does it entail? Okay, so my current position is a deputy spokesperson. So what it entails is to support in all possible ways spokesperson of the ATLAS experiment. So yeah, so I'm a deputy spokesperson of the ATLAS experiment. Mm-hmm. What does your role involve? What do you do? Uh, is it, uh... <laughs> okay, so my role as a deputy spokesperson, there are two deputy spokespersons in Atlas, okay. um, and, and we try to cover different areas mm-hmm. of, um, of the management of the experiment. So the experiment, just in, in a few words, it's, it's a lot of, it's a big collaboration, Atlas, mm-hmm. it has over 5,000 members and mm-hmm. 3,000 signing authors. And um, so my, my role is to support the, uh, the spokesperson in okay. areas of physics, computing, software, trigger, and some other aspects. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and, we tr- and we try to cover b- between the two deputy spokespersons mm-hmm. uh, all the aspects of the collaboration. See, yeah, I'm looking forward to asking more about So in the meanwhile, though, um, what, what is the path that led you to this? Uh, how did you come here to Building 40, your own office in CERN? <laughs> oh, this is a very long story. <laughs> Um, I have plenty of time. <laughs> okay, so 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 of course, um, so so what led me to the position is mm-hmm. a, is a series of things. I mean, this is, so being deputy spokesperson is is the choice of the spokesperson. Mm-hmm. The spokesperson is a person I know since a long time, mm-hmm. Andrea Soka, and um, we've worked together in, together in in several occasions. We've been um, physics coordinators together in the past between 2014 and 2016. And this is also a mm-hmm. fairly visible role in, in the collaboration. And we, um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, I suppose, <laughs> of course, for me, it's, it's always an immense pleasure to, to work with Andreas. And uh, I suppose uh, <laughs> he, he also, to some extent, appreciated <laughs> our collaboration and, and decided to ask him to serve as a deputy spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the path that, that leads to this type of position is, is a series, uh, I don't know, of... <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, uh, yeah. so uh, your background is definitely physics, right? You, you gave yes. a lecture series to the summer students. Of, uh, so uh, you studied physics, I suppose? Yes. And um, where was this, if you can uh, of course. tell our listeners? So, so, well, in France, it's, so I studied in France. I was born and raised in France. So my name doesn't say that, mm-hmm. but I, I, I was born and raised in France. And in France, actually, you know, the way to study physics, uh, often your, your path crosses also engineering school. So I, I went through this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I was always very passionate about maths and physics mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and got to be a CERN summer student in 1994. Mm-hmm. It's a <laughs> long, long time ago. 
this for sure was a, was a decisive moment for to, to decide to come to CERN and try to to, mm-hmm. to continue in physics and in particle physics. This is absolutely certain. Coming as a CERN summer student in '94, back in '94, mm-hmm. and since then it's been a so one thing leads to the other. Yeah. I had strictly no idea that the path would be so uh-huh. <laughs> long and nice, <laughs> but it was. It went well. It went well, and mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah, it's it's uh, so after after summer. Studentship. I went through my master's degree. I, I graduated both as engineering uh, student and, and a, a physics student. Um, and then I, I went on a PhD student in physics mm-hmm. at uh, the University of Paris. And then uh, Paris Six, to be precise. And then I, I uh, yeah, I, I went on. I was first um, a fellow at CERN. Mm-hmm. Then I was a postdoc in Berkeley, and I, I was hired by CNRS. Mm-hmm. My first permanent position, and then I became professor in Rome. Mm-hmm. More recent. I see. Okay. Well, that's a <laughs> that's that's a very nice story. You mentioned several countries. You mentioned um, actually, did you mentioned France, and then yeah. uh, here CERN is sort of France and Switzerland at the same time. Yes. Right? Uh, you were in America. Yes, yes. You said, and uh, well, since you were a professor in Rome, did you ever live in, or have you ever lived in Rome? Yes, I I, I have lived in Rome for, for three years. Mm-hmm. So I became a professor in Rome in 2016. I do speak Italian. My wife is Italian, and uh, we do speak Italian at home. Also because my mother was Italian, so so also my name doesn't tell tell this story. <laughs> my name is Japanese. Mm-hmm. Because my father was Japanese American and uh, my mother is Italian, so this is also why this was, an, of course, uh, an encouragement to go to Italy as, as a professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I, I have lived in, in Italy uh, mm-hmm. uh, for, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just for interest, can you compare those countries that you lived in? As in, like, what was it like? What did you like? What did you not like? <laughs> oh. <laughs> So yes, I've, I've lived and worked in France, in the US, in Switzerland, uh, in Italy. And it's clear that all the places have uh, very positive aspects and, and some negative and, and, and the differ, yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but but uh, it's very hard to say that one is better than the other, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there are you know very fundamental cultural aspects that uh, mm-hmm. are important in all the countries and, and cultures are very different between the US and France. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Italy and uh, you know what I know about Japan as well, mm-hmm. and this is this is an aspect that that probably has has fascinated me the most when I came to CERN mm-hmm. is to see how all the different cultures can work together and 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 you really learn to to respect profoundly uh, mm-hmm. the differences in cultures and work efficiently with everybody. And I think this is this is one of the very fascinating aspects of working at CERN. You you have probably also seen this. Yes, I have. I've noticed, right. and it's uh, it's amazing and. Uh... Yeah, we sometimes uh, find almost one cultural difference a day, but it's very enriching and very interesting. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then that make, makes it a very interesting place to work as yes. well. So uh, you've been working on the uh, Atlas experiment, right, for uh, for a while? Right? Many years, yes. Yeah. Uh, so could you tell us about it uh, a little bit? Um, what is it? What does it do? I'm, I assume that many listeners will know, but just in case. <laughs> sure. So Atlas is, a, is an experiment, one of what we call general purpose experiments at CERN. There are two of them, ATLAS and CMS. Um, and when I'm saying CERN, they're actually experiments on a collider whose name is the LHC, the Large Hadron Collider. Mm-hmm. And uh, it collides protons, but not only. It also collides uh, heavy ions. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
um, Atlas is one of the experiments that, that is actually analyzing the data from the collisions mm -hmm. of all these types of particles mm -hmm. right, and try to uh, unveil some of the most fundamental secrets of nature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the Large Hadron Collider is, is the currently the, uh, the collider, so the machine that's at the uh, frontier in energy mm -hmm. and almost at the frontier in, in intensity as well. <laughs> but... Uh, but uh, I mean, uh, it's of course uh, the, the state of the art mm -hmm. in terms of uh, fundamental physics. And uh, yeah, so, so, so Atlas is a very complex uh, apparatus mm -hmm. that requires lots of collaborators that work very efficiently together to make it work. Mm -hmm. And uh, it analyzes the, uh, the collisions of, uh, of those particles. Mm -hmm. to, to give you an example for proton-proton collisions, we have colliding bunches of protons, and we're talking about 100 billions of protons per, per each of the bunches. The bunches are, are, are crossing each other at the experiment uh, mm -hmm. center, so what we call the interaction point of the of the experiment, 40 million times per second. Mm -hmm. And and Atlas is collecting the data of all the particles that are created at, at the time and at the location of the collision. Mm -hmm. And then analyze it to try and understand what happened at the time of the collision. Mm -hmm. and, um, often we compare the ex Atlas experiments or you know collider experiments very big uh, uh, photo cameras with uh, mm -hmm. hundred millions <laughs> of, of, of channels. And we will go to billions of channels when we're going to be taking data at the high luminosity LHC project so in, mm -hmm. in about a decade from now. And uh, yeah, and we do this uh, 40 million times per second. <laughs> It's a very challenging, uh, very mm -hmm. challenging and, and yeah. endeavor, but but it has been so far very successful as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, it it is very impressive. I certainly never went to CERN when uh, you could actually go down and see any of the experiments. But uh, well, having seen the lectures on the analysis uh, that that's involved, it is uh, very impressive. I think we just started run three. A little bit of an interruption now, but uh, LHC is in uh, round three period. Is there something that you're hoping to see, maybe personally or like in Atlas, <laughs> like some data, some particles, some some more properties? Of course, of course. So, so I, I, I'm my uh, <laughs> my my main area of, of work is uh, mm -hmm. Higgs physics, mm -hmm. and in Higgs physics, I've plenty of things that I'd love to see. And so we started seeing at RUN2 the decays of the Higgs boson into muons, the incredibly important uh, mm -hmm. decay channel of the Higgs boson, because you would prove that this boson is coupling to second generation fermions, so this is incredibly interesting. And uh, RUN3 could bring a, a more definitive answer to this question, mm -hmm. very fundamental questions. So very much hoping that this will happen, it's, and there's, there's a good confidence that this will happen. And there are many other aspects that uh, that are very important. One thing that is important also to know that run three is an intermediate step between the the the, the first phase of uh, the LHC one one and two and the high luminosity phase of, of the LHC. Mm -hmm. And the amount of data that we'll be gathering is very important. So we will be reaching almost half an autobahn inverse of data at the time and the run three, hopefully. Mm -hmm. But but of course this is this is not as much as we will get at the end of the HLHC where we hope mm -hmm. to get three inverse autobahns of data. But it's an incredibly important step because because this is this is this is going to be a sizable data set with respect to what we can fool. So so there are many results that I hope to see really performing mm -hmm. very well in Higgs physics. Just to give you a couple of examples. 
for instance, uh, we we can we could be very close to to even start seeing hints maybe of uh, Dyke's production being incredibly interesting, mm -hmm. um, and it would be the occasion also to really push analysis to see you know how how far and how precise they, they could go, mm -hmm. and it would be telling us a lot about you know the the, the splendid physics we can do at the uh, high luminosity at HC. Mm -hmm. And then in terms, of course, the, the, the amount of data that we would get, mm -hmm. okay, is is uh, probably not sufficient to, unless we're extremely lucky, to mm -hmm. make a, a completely new discovery. Mm -hmm. Okay, there are some regions of places where this actually can happen, but uh, but it's it's not likely, mm -hmm. <laughs> given that essentially what, what we will do is uh, is to double the luminosity that, mm -hmm. that we had also uh, at round two, right? Mm -hmm. um, but of course, so then you know, if I if, if if I had to tell you what would be interesting to see, of course, on the Atlas side, we would be to see some something incredibly unexpected. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it would be puzzling, but 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 mm -hmm. also extremely significant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And more broadly, uh, in the LHC physics program, as we had discussed during the lectures, and mm -hmm. like the, uh, there are anomalies. So so of course, when 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 you take more data, is also the time where you want to confirm or infer some of the observations that you've made before. Mm -hmm. And there are significant anomalies that could point to potentially to new physics. So mm -hmm. this would be extremely important and interesting. So this is also mm -hmm. a program that we try to follow also in Atlas. So mm -hmm. these flavor anomalies that we're seeing already mm -hmm. in the LHCB data. Um, well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That will be very interesting to follow. I think the next question is, it's a, a one if with almost a clear answer, but still I'll ask. Uh, so we've just celebrated 10 years of the discovery uh, of the Higgs boson. And so, um, is there anything that we still don't know about it? Or what is it, maybe? Because <laughs> I suppose there is a lot of things, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, so, so, <laughs> so there is a huge amount of things that we don't know about it. Mm -hmm. uh, the first thing is the analogy that you can make with superconductivity. Mm -hmm. In superconductivity, we, we, so, so, so the best way to give an analogy of the Higgs Mm -hmm. mechanism is is to compare it to superconductivity. You can see the universe as mm -hmm. a as a big superconductor in the end. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is this is a this is a very good analogy in fact of mm -hmm. what the Higgs is actually doing. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> in the case of superconductivity we, we know the dynamic reason why there is a Higgs like mechanism. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, that is the Cooper pairs, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in the case of the Higgs, we don't know. We put this by hand, we don't know why it's there. So why should there be, uh, you know, a, a Higgs there? Mm -hmm. um, is it a composite particle? Is it uh, made of other particles like like pairs of electrons in the case of Cooper pairs? Mm -hmm. right? This is an incredibly fundamental question. You know, mm -hmm. what what is the nature? Why why do we have to put this by hand? This this potential and the Higgs field, right? Mm -hmm. In in the in the theory of work uh, and. And, uh, and of course, and there are other questions related. What what is really the shape of uh, the Higgs potential is also incredibly important, fundamental question. Mm -hmm. Or oh, as I was mentioning before, is the Higgs boson really coupling to all the generations of the fermions as we expect to do? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if it were not, it would be incredibly interesting as well because we would have to understand why it does. Mm -hmm. okay. So I think there's there's no doubt that that the Higgs. I mean, the discovery of the Higgs has been a revolution in particle physics, mm -hmm. and and we're just the, the waters are just starting to uh, become a bit clear about the questions around mm -hmm. uh, around what you know what lies beyond uh, what what we know. It is uh, very fascinating to to watch this and to hear everything about this. And well, maybe coming back to Atlas a little bit, 
there's, uh, there are many stages between the collision happening and uh, the data being analyzed by a person or our program for us to see the, that there was this Higgs boson coupling to this and that. So can you describe that a little bit? It's like the journey from the data to us having a discovery of this particular property. Okay. Yeah, so it's a, it's a complex journey. <laughs> this is why it is a complex uh, apparatus. Mm -hmm. So from the start of the collision, you have particles that are flying through the detectors. And those particles, uh, are some of them are charged, some of them are neutral. Mm -hmm. Okay, But in the end, you're always looking for the signals that these particles are deposited in the detectors. And typically, those signals are... Mm -hmm. Ionization signals, uh, light uh, emission signals, which are incorporated, right? Mm -hmm. and, 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 and these signals are always analog mm -hmm. signals, okay, so, so small currents, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Have, that need to be amplified and then read out. And, mm -hmm. But this occurs, as we said at the beginning, it occurs 40 million times, almost 40, so actually, to be more precise, about 30 million times per second, okay? And then, and then you have to store all this information. Mm -hmm into small memories everywhere and then, and then you have to collect it because you, you, we cannot read out and store all these 30 million events mm -hmm. per, per second. We can store only about 2,000 more, mm -hmm. okay, 2,000 events per second currently. Mm -hmm. So, so um, and, and we will go further than that, of course. But mm -hmm. So out of these events, so it means 2,000 events per second, so it means that you need to be able to actually read them out, store them. And once they're stored, they're stored then you need to reconstruct them. So, so the journey can be very fast mm -hmm. because uh, most of these events you will reconstruct immediately after meaning that you you will go through process of being uh, treated uh, by our computers and reconstruct the signals mm -hmm. and and uh, match the signals from a given channel in the uh, in the detector mm -hmm. to the geometry and then try to reconstruct out of it for instance a track of a charged particle mm -hmm. or um, clusters uh, in, in calorimeters mm -hmm. and and uh, and uh, this can take some time, <laughs> okay? Mm -hmm. But what, what really takes time is that um, you take the data, you reconstruct it first fast, mm -hmm. then you, you analyze it to have calibration of it, and then you rerun the reconstruction once you have a calibration, mm -hmm. okay? And this takes a couple of days, <laughs> okay. okay? So we, and, and, and once this is done, then you, you can reanalyze the data again, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, once you gather a, a, a larger amount of data, then you refine those calibrations, mm -hmm. so the alignment, for instance, of the detector, mm -hmm. all the calibration concepts of the detector, and then you rerun the whole thing mm -hmm. again. So in the end, to the final, if you want the, the, the final perfectly calibrated data, you, you, you can get a long time. Mm -hmm. It can take years and, and uh, full reprocessing of the data. Mm -hmm. See, that's a long journey. Right. Uh, but it, it all depends what you call an event. Is it, is it only the signals that come out of the detector, or is it the, the, the data that you reconstruct and you know, put together as as uh, what we call a reconstructed event. So meaning, meaning, you, you can say that all the signals add, add together to be an electron, or all the signals act together to be a muon or a photon, mm -hmm. uh, and so on. So, mm -hmm. and in this case, it's a bit long. I see. So, well, now uh, speaking about uh, maybe now a different collider. Uh, I'm wondering, um, a big big topic in SEM currently is, is the FCC, the Future Circular Collider. Yeah. Uh, are you a fan of it? Do you want to see it happen? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> of course. 
I mean, this, the, the FCC w- would be uh, an incredible uh, step forward in, uh, in, uh, in, in the questions we, we're asking ourselves um, mm-hmm. currently. So, yes, of course, I'm a big mm-hmm. fan and I, I, I would love to see, of course, I also fully acknowledge the, the immense challenges mm-hmm. of such a collider. Mm-hmm. The yeah, current world hard. situation is, yeah. is hard. It's hard for, for many reasons. Yes. But yeah, of course, uh, it would be an incredible, mm-hmm. it is an incredible, an incredible project. It is, yeah. Hopefully it will happen for the physics and uh, so well sometimes i hear questions about will it give us that much advantage in physics so do you think it will yes. I mean, you you know right <laughs> so 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 these are these are questions always uh, you know what 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 do you what do you call and how you quantify the the advantage or what the advancement that that, that you expect mm-hmm. in in the case so so this is where this is where uh, i maybe we're seeing the the, the problem yeah. in not the perfect way mm-hmm. if we always try to seek for all guaranteed deliverables and 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 we try to stick to deliverables only then then we see the project as um, measured by by a potential uh, that that is, uh, is is not given the full picture uh, in, in in some sense it is clear that that this machine is going to be answering some of the most fundamental questions mm-hmm. whether this is going to uh, really make us understand what's beyond the just the big question mm-hmm. okay or not uh, uh, what we know is that we will be learning immensely you know on these fundamental questions that we ask mm-hmm. and this is the only machine so one of the of you know in the potential future machines uh, that, that that can answer the question so yeah <laughs> i i wouldn't say you know do i believe in the potential i of course i believe in the potential it has an immense potential mm-hmm. but do i believe that it's going to make a discovery of a you know something really breaking new Mm-hmm. Of course, yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, you already mentioned the challenges of the current world. Like we are in a crazy situation when CERN needs to go into shutdown or a, a break to save electricity, mm-hmm. which I don't know who would ever imagine this would happen. Yeah, no, uh, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. This is the carbon footprint of, of such immense uh, projects. These are big, big and important questions that we, that, that we need to uh, answer. So not, not only is it an incredibly technical, technical challenge, <laughs> a scientific challenge, but we are adding more and more challenges as we, as we go along. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> The more we think about it. <laughs> no. Speaking about the future of particle physics, do you have some expectations of what would happen in the field in the next years or maybe decades, since this is uh, not, not very, I don't want to say fast-moving, but uh, many experiments take time. <laughs> and is there something that you think some people expect, but you think it's improbable? <laughs> <laughs> So there are many avenues. It's a field that, that's incredibly lively. So, so you work on, on beam physics. It's mm-hmm. an extremely interesting uh, field. There are many, many new ideas. Many ideas uh, have, have um, blossomed recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not even recently, but, but there are many ideas. And of course, as you say, all these projects can take huge amounts of time. Mm-hmm. There are many brilliant ideas about muon colliders, about new accelerating techniques. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, for, for, for these two extremely mm-hmm. interesting avenues, it's very hard to see how they can concretely become 
collider mm. physics mm. experiments in a, in a, in a reasonably mm. <laughs> yes. uh, rapid future. <laughs> but mm -hmm. but do, those would be incredibly interesting. You know, breakthroughs mm. can happen, mm. uh, but they would be necessary mm -hmm. in, in, in these two areas for us to, to really think that this could become collider physics uh, approaches mm. for future projects. But, but otherwise, I mean, in the field... Uh, It seems to move slowly, but it doesn't. Mm -hmm. When when I was when I was a student, you know, my, my particle physics professor gave us a list of things that uh, that we didn't know. But already then, in 1994, mm -hmm. um, the feeling was we understood in you know huge amount. We had almost everything, even a top quark, right? We didn't have the Higgs boson. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a complete proof of uh, neutrinos having masses. You know, we didn't have uh, all the, the amazing results on on B physics and on C violation mm -hmm. and, and there was a long list of things and we hadn't seen the, the town neutrino <laughs> things like that so so and and the, the list was long and really i i i didn't think we would have answered uh, you know mm -hmm. on, on all of these questions 30 years afterwards but in 30 years the number of answers we got to these incredibly fundamental questions is huge mm -hmm. And, and probably the discovery of the Higgs boson is, you know, certainly on the top of the list. Mm -hmm. But 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 you have all these other answers which are incredible. Mm -hmm. and we're talking about now having answers on CP violation in the neutrino sector. We, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, really understanding the, the, the hierarchy in the masses of neutrinos. Mm -hmm. These are fundamental, incredibly important questions. Mm -hmm. um, so no no no. I mean the, the field is is mm -hmm. is very very light. Mm -hmm. And also, if you look at the LHC physics, it's, it's incredibly, um, not only lively, but broad. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's each search for new physics is trying to tackle very specific questions that are, that are models that took years to build. Mm -hmm. And these are, of course, extremely thoughtful models. Right? Mm -hmm. When we talk about supersymmetry, you know, we talk about searching for models with extra dimensions. Um, or, you know, so all, all these are extremely thoughtful models. And it's not easy to, 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 uh, to figure out models that are, that are compatible with everything else that has been observed so far, mm -hmm. okay, and then predict uh, new things to be observed. Mm -hmm. um, so all these are fundamental questions. So saying that, you know, even even having having excluded supersymmetry, including you know many many incarnations of supersymmetry, mm -hmm. so far is a huge result of the LHC. Mm -hmm. Okay, this has really completely changed uh, the way the way theories are, or you know, the particle physics is thinking about mm -hmm. uh, physics beyond the standard model. Mm -hmm. I must say, I'm looking forward to seeing the list we're getting now, just being slowly ticked. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, it will be incredible to watch, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually very encouraging to, <laughs> to hear you speak about this. Uh, so moving away from physics for a little bit, <laughs> um, uh, if you weren't a physicist, do you have an idea of what would you do? Pragmatically, yeah, I mean, uh, particle physics, could I, could I be an, another type of physicist? <laughs> or, <laughs> or it doesn't count? <laughs> Um, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been hesitating a lot during my studies, and this is something I, I suppose is very natural, uh, especially in a system like in French system where you, you study many things as uh, mm -hmm. engineering studies and, and math mm -hmm. studies. Of course, initially I was passionate about math mm -hmm. even more than physics, <laughs> but then, then of course, this has changed a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, so maths would be fantastic, of course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So mathematician then? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, it was of course. No, so 
so that was a, was a, was certainly uh, one aspect that I liked a lot. Um, I, I also uh, uh, realized fairly early in my studies that 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 uh, I was not as gifted as as some people I knew at the time were <laughs> incredibly strong in the field. And uh, but this is not what guided my my choice really. I, I mean, I, I shifted towards towards, uh, towards mm-hmm. physics fa- fairly early, maybe the first year of, okay. of, of my studies. No, no, it's it, it's hard to to picture yourself as anything else than what what you've become. <laughs> but it's true that when when you start in your studies you envisage so many things i i had uh, a little bit studied music when i was young as well and uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, probably my parents wanted me to uh, yeah. <laughs> to do well in music more than <laughs> more than in science <laughs> but okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they pushed me a lot there but i was i know well I, I think my gifts <laughs> pushed oh. back for me <laughs> I, I liked it very much but i know yeah. also so there you, you, you need to, to be really gifted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I think many people can relate. <laughs> um, but uh, that's, that, that, that is very interesting. Yeah, I always, uh, this is one of my favorite questions, if I can be honest, because it's always interesting to hear what else people do, right? And so um, I just want to make sure you teach at the University of Rome. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, well, not, not at the moment, but I, I have. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I just wanted to make sure because, uh, yeah, as I said, I wanted to. Yeah, so I, I was trying to find something and I was not sure if uh, it's that you are sent here by the university or you're working for them and working for them. How does it work? Ah, um, so so when, when, when you have positions like this at CERN, mm-hmm. you ask the university to be uh, <laughs> re, re, released from your teaching duty. Ah, okay. And, and they very generously allow you to do so. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes. And when you thought of them, did you enjoy it or was it more like a sacrifice to physics? No, I... I mean both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I enjoyed it immensely. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, I and and this is interesting because before I did not have a teaching position at CNRS. Mm-hmm. So for many years I did not teach, mm-hmm. and then and then it, it was a complete shock, of course, starting teaching in a sort of an, I don't know the mm-hmm. age. Huh? <laughs> but uh, but uh, when I, so when when but it was it was an incredible joy to me. Mm-hmm. It uh, for for. for for, for many reasons, <laughs> okay. for many reasons, I mean, you 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 uh, you appreciate um, mm-hmm. many aspects that you could not see when you're a student. Mm-hmm. Not only the fact that you, of course, I've learned hugely about the, you know all the fundamentals uh, that I studied when I was uh, mm-hmm. a student. I also appreciated, you know, how how difficult also studying is mm-hmm. when you teach because you you have huge expectation in one specific course. But you, you I, t- I I did teach only two classes, right? I mean, you, but but students have many more classes to study at the same time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you appreciate a, a lot about about this. But of course, most importantly, mm-hmm. <laughs> most important is to is to uh, you know to, to hopefully succeed, to interest indeed, the student and and bring something. Mm-hmm. So to to inspire and to make them interested in the field. Yeah, I, mean, no, I, 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 I probably fade completely. <laughs> but but uh, nevertheless, I mean, this is sort of a hope. You know, you 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 hope to that something uh, did, sure did well, go 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 well. But uh, yeah, no no. I'm uh, I'm sure it was the case. Yes. <laughs> and do you have any hobbies outside of physics or work? <laughs> Work doesn't leave you that much time, but yeah, I, I, so I did, I, I did 
I think it when I was young and I, I can't uh, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit very very little I, mm -hmm. I, I don't do this uh, sufficiently for sure mm -hmm. I, I love sports yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do this also a little bit but I, I don't have strong hobbies uh, and, and, uh, and uh, also also you know I have a family and and um, I, I really want to do that sufficient amount of time with them so then mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I suppose this is a time of, of life where you don't have that much time for okay. hobbies. <laughs> Probably later, before for sure, I had much more time for that. Yeah. <laughs> At the moment, I have to say, okay. this is really compressed. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, family is the priority, right? And that's incredible. <laughs> yes. Let's go to a round of what we call the quick fire questions. So the, the answers would typically be like quite short, but obviously feel free to elaborate. Sure. <laughs> so what is your favorite particle? Okay, so this is an easy one, this is the Higgs boson. <laughs> I've been working on this since since my PhD, so okay, yeah. <laughs> which was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, this was an easy question then. Yeah. What was your favorite meal then? So I'm I'm passionate about Indian cuisine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I share that. That is so nice. I, I, I yeah. really love it. I, 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 so mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, but so I, I would say a good Indian dinner or, mm -hmm. or lunch. Okay, yeah, I see. Uh, I can relate. <laughs> it is great. And this is actually also one of my hobbies to some extent, <laughs> which I don't do sufficiently. <laughs> but I'd like to, to try. Cook, uh, cook try. Indian yes, cuisine. Yes, I okay. try. <laughs> also, there I suppose I'm failing, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. I see it for the counts and I'm sure it must be great. <laughs> and is there a place that, or like, what is the place that you traveled that uh, you like the most, that you like to think about? And... Gosh, yeah, so, <laughs> is there only one? I, I, I don't have one specific. Mm -hmm. it, it changes during the time of year. <laughs> 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 I mean, so, okay. it depends. And, and to name a few then? <laughs> Uh, to name a few, I mean, I, I love I love the mountains and any any place in the mountains. Uh, mm -hmm. is, I love the sea. And I just came back from Greece, okay. and I I cannot not say that the Naxos Island is one of my my favorite places. <laughs> <laughs> sure but uh, yeah. there are so many incredible places I can imagine, yeah. It's, yeah it's and it's amazing to travel and to see them all right but one of my favorite places i have to say is exactly mm -hmm. here okay so <laughs> i mean cern i would say is is, is uh, probably whenever i'm away from cern is one of the favorite places to come to <laughs> that is amazing uh and you're right it is a very special place with a very special and amazing atmosphere yeah and it's, it's um, also lovely surroundings really incredible <laughs> You have a beautiful view, to be honest. It's very, very, very nice. You can see <laughs> a lot. And this is usually a tricky one. Uh, what's your favorite music genre and a favorite song? So, uh, so this this has uh, changed a lot <laughs> across yes. the years. <laughs> it has it changed hugely <laughs> across yeah. the years. But since a long time, uh, I'm, I, I I love. Uh, Jazz music. When I was when I was a kid, I was when I was studying also classical music. But uh, mm -hmm. jazz is uh, fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you were to name one song, no, I I I, I really can't. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why it's a tricky one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's hard to just one, especially in jazz. You know? <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> what I like to do at this point of the interview, I like to play like a little bit of that song. So even if it were not your favorite song, then one song that I should play at this point of the interview. Ah, <laughs> ah 
Okay. I would say maybe... Um, yeah, it's funny because you know, what comes to mind was, is only what I listened to yesterday night. <laughs> 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 it's Oscar Peterson. I love Oscar Peterson. Mm -hmm. But it's, 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 a, it's an old... I, 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 uh, I mean, among, I mean, maybe something that would resonate more with the young people. <laughs> no, 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 the <laughs> Jacob Collier, I, I, I like a lot. But, uh, yeah, Oscar Peterson. Oscar Peterson? Sea Jam Blues and very much. Or, okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, I, 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 so I, I play a bit, a bit, a bit uh, very badly. Uh -huh. <laughs> very badly, the piano. Uh, piano and he's a pianist and a fantastic pianist. Was it sea blues? Sea jam. It's a very basic <laughs> uh, tune, but it's, it's a really good way. Okay. Uh, but but you know, also in jazz, they always play standards, and, mm -hmm. and so you know, any any good standard. Mm -hmm. I listen a lot to Brad Meldau, for instance. Mm -hmm. uh, a very nice one I like, Brad Meldau, is the uh, Blackbird. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually it's not a jazz standard; it's a beat of the song, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is very nice. Interesting. Yeah, so this one. Yeah. So this one is really really great. Okay. This one is the one that I've listened to a lot. But, uh, mm. uh, now I have a big dilemma of which one to include. <laughs> you can choose. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you then. Do you have a favorite book then? So, uh, so one one book that has really marked me when I when I was uh, probably around your age <laughs> <laughs> and has has stick a lot is the uh, Brothers Karamazov. Dostoevsky, mm -hmm. uh, and then <laughs> so yeah, maybe you say this one. <laughs> but and this one was just an amazing part. Of it. It's such a monumental <laughs> book. Yeah. But uh, I have so many. Again, I I couldn't say that I have one favorite. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, of course. No, but this one is an influential. What what I can say, what I can say for sure is that uh, <laughs> I'm not reading sufficiently currently. <laughs> I never have time to do this. <laughs> And well, since yeah, you, you have a busy job and a family, then no, that's understandable. Right. Yeah, yeah. You sort of mentioned in passing that uh, you know quite a few languages. <laughs> Which one do you like the most? Oh. <laughs> or at least I understood from what you were saying. There must be French, there must be Italian, obviously, uh, yeah. English. I, I'm not sure about Jap Japanese, right? Yeah, very little, but a little bit. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I couldn't say that I have a preference. They're, they're, again, they're all different and they all have their, you know, their mm -hmm. nice aspects and, and maybe some of them less nice. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I, I love them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, 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 and also... Uh, the fact of, of, of having learned several languages when you're a kid, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, it's a, it's a nice thing, but also you, you don't get to know, you know, one as well as <laughs> <laughs> really the native speakers that have only one language. So, <laughs> so but yeah, I no, but I, I, I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> all of them are great. Okay. Yes. 
Um, and is there a sport that you like to do or follow? So f- follow, I've never really followed sports. So during the year, I play tennis. I try to play tennis a little bit. Mm-hmm. Also there, I, <laughs> I'm really bad. <laughs> I love skiing. So uh-huh. so from time to time, when I when I get to read the newspapers, I I, I do pay attention of what's going on in tennis a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I don't follow you know sort of the the, the, mm-hmm. the headlines on soccer, not more than World Cup and things like that, which are really fun. Uh, I love skiing, mm-hmm. but I don't follow uh, skiing oh, no, whatsoever. <laughs> so no, I I wouldn't say I really follow. Uh, right. And I love water sports, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. you're in the perfect region for this. We have the Alps or the Jura for yes. skiing. You have the lake for old water sports. But that's exactly one one of the reasons why I love this place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see, and it is great. I love it for that reason as well. Okay. I've been to the mountains and I swim in the lake every week. I love it so much. Yeah, this is fantastic. <laughs> Anyway, um, I don't know how we got to the finishing question already, but <laughs> uh, this is the final one, uh, so feel free to elaborate on this one if you'd like to. And it's a question, what would you like to say to people, Say because the majority of listeners are students, undergraduate physics students, mostly. So if you were to say something to them before they start their career in, in science, uh, is there something that you'd like to say, share now? <laughs> you have the opportunity. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, so maybe one thing that uh, that students early in their career don't realize mm-hmm. is that it seems incredibly difficult, and it is difficult. I mean, so the, so the path to get to a permanent positions, tenure positions, is is a long and and very difficult. Mm-hmm. So entering the academia is is difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I have to tell them it's well worth. <laughs> but but it's difficult. But what I want to tell them, certainly uh, something worth no- knowing, is that uh, if if you really try hard in, in, in a very positive way, then then then, mm-hmm. then things usually turn turn out well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fairly rare that uh, I mean, of course, that means you know sometimes compromises. Maybe you will not get the perfect position that, that mm-hmm. you like, but trying. Hard mm-hmm. is, is important, <laughs> and 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 yeah, it, it turns out well in general. Mm-hmm. That's maybe one thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't. You know, all, all the other stuff is is probably very uh, very uh, sort of obvious. You know, you have to be uh, humble, respect to what, what you know, and 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 uh, you know, learn to learn. <laughs> so, so this is this doesn't 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 really matter. But uh, yeah, I mean, really, um, the students uh, can get discouraged uh, easy, mm-hmm. uh, and and they shouldn't. Also, they they <laughs> also also yeah, for sure, you know, be uh, to be passionate about about entering and try to make academia what you hope it should mm-hmm. be, right? And uh, because it's in your hands, mm-hmm. it's really all in your hands. So uh, that's that's incredibly important. I mean, all the students. Uh, yeah, maybe one thing I would like to tell the students is mm-hmm. that uh, they are for sure. <laughs> All our wealth <laughs> for the future, <laughs> so 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 we are counting on 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 you <laughs> uh, yeah. to come and support physics, the particle physics, academia in general, um, which which needs really support from from, mm-hmm. from society. Thank you very much. That's a, a fairly optimistic message. Uh, so uh, very nice to hear. Thank you. So. Thank you for for this answer, but also for all the other answers. It was an absolute pleasure to speak to you and an incredible honor. Thank you so much for your time. Likewise, thank you.
You've been listening to Insight, the University of St. Andrews Physics Society's podcast. I was your host, Veronika Vašičková. Thanks to our amazing academics for their wonderful insights. To find out more about the podcast and the society, find us on Facebook or Instagram, email us to join the mailing list, or search St. Andrews Physics Society for our website. Goodbye.